and welcome Nerdy Knights of the Well-Rounded Table to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Colleen McMillan, Jedi Master and Rebel Scum Collaborator. And I am Pirate Jedi, Anders Drew. Colleen and I may vary in terms of our rank, but there will be one thing that is always constant. Much to learn. We still have. Indeed. Today, we're very excited to give our initial reactions and theories for the newest episode of The Bad Batch. There will be spoilers for this episode, as well as rampant theorizing about future episodes. So if you'd like to avoid that, please tune in to our Rebels coverage to see what the ghost crew is up to instead. But if you have seen this episode, grab a drink from the mess and come with us to your local Dragon's Den as we discuss The Bad Batch Episode 3, Replacement. Yes, but before we get into it, we want to take just a second to tell you about our new partnership with Fiverr. Uh, do you need a freelancer to help you design your website or your WordPress? Maybe you need somebody to help you write some expert articles or some blog posts for your website or an expert presentation designer to help you with your next big work project. Look no further than the number one freelance marketplace, Fiverr. You can find designers, programmers, and more within seconds, some for as low as just $5 a gig. Fiverr is the ideal tool to help you with pressing projects. Just post your gig or do a search for freelancers and you're off. Don't deal with the hassle of finding a freelancer on your own. Let Fiverr help you. See the link in our show notes or the uh, video description to get started. Please note Bohemian Studies is an affiliate partner of Fiverr, so we may receive commissions on purchases and services you buy after you click the link. These commissions help support the growth of BGS and we appreciate your continued support. And with that, let's punch it with an episode recap. Yes. So replacement starts off. The Havoc Marauder is seeing multiple systems fail. And of course, tech assures everybody that it's fine. Nothing vital is down. And he's working on the important project, a scanner to examine their control chips. Good thing too, because Wrecker is starting to get some mighty headaches. He thinks maybe he just hit his head on the door one too many times, but it looks like it might be a little bit more serious. And of course, right after Tech says everything's fine, like life support's fine, the ship crashes <laughs> on this desolate moon. The team needs to use their last spare capacitor to lift off again, but it gets taken by a local Ordo dragon who feeds Oopsies. on power supplies. Whoopsies, watch out for the dragons, guys. Yeah. Meanwhile, back on Camino, Admiral Rampart has arrived with a team of recruited soldiers to start being trained by and integrated in with the clones. Mm, this should be fine, you guys. The new squad is a little miffed that Crosshair, who's undergone another enhancement procedure, is to be their leader. As a field test to whether recruits are better than clones, Tarkin sends the team to Onderon to complete the mission that the Bad Batch failed. The mission is I wouldn't completed. say failed. Let's be real about that. I would like to say that they did it not was fail arousing, that mission. <laughs> a rousing success for the Bad Batch, not killing the civilians. Good job, yes. guys. All your snaps for the actual Bad Batch who did not mess up that mission. Thanks, Tarkin. The mission is completed, but at the loss of ES-01, who refused to execute these civilians. We lost the good one, guys. I didn't think he'd be the, the one good one, good and yet here we are. <laughs> Just the one. He prompt or Tarkin and Rampart are delighted by this after, you know, Crosser just casually executed him after saying good soldiers. They barely him. noticed. It's they just come like, back. It's what? just like, oh, no, one's those gone. Those guys are dead. Oopsies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. The comedians, of course, are starting to panic about their enterprise. Lamasu tells Nalase that they must begin, quote, 
the next phase, mm. which will require a very specific clone to complete an experiment, one of a group who will not return willingly. I mean, they might. They're they're apparently just Camino property, so I don't know. Right. I mean, well, I would go back, back on <laughs> yeah, back on the moon. Omega goes with Hunter, who's really willing to let the child just like come along on the dangerous chase the dragon mission. <laughs> um, Omega goes with Hunter to track down the dragon and get the capacitor back. Uh, Hunter gets injured and his uh, breather mask falls off, so Omega picks up his blaster, and tracks down the dragon herself to its nest. Mm -hmm. She manages to trick it with a flashlight, convincing it to go for that instead of the capacitor, so she doesn't have to shoot it. Mm -hmm. And she retrieves the part and gets out. The pair return to the ship, and the group is able to take off, but not before Wrecker shows Omega the little space he set up just for her, her first ever mm -hmm. private room, complete with Lula. So cute. Okay, so her first private room, where is she sleeping? I'm guessing barracks. Um, Camino with people. Like with maybe, with Nal maybe with Nalase? <laughs> maybe. Maybe she's bunking with Nalase. Yeah. Good lord. Ugh. That's got to be annoying as hell. But all right. Poor just Omega. With the other, just with the other like younger clones, maybe? Maybe. All the little mini bobas. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, all I have are brothers. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and they all suck. All right, we're moving on to our themes for today's episode and for the series moving forward. Replacements is going to be our first theme. I like the episode title, but I had an entirely different idea of what it meant until mm -hmm. the very end of the episode. I was like, it really has nothing to do with Bad Batch. It's more about the clones being replaced by stormtroopers. Like these are the replacements coming in, which makes me think about the Keanu Reeves movie. But that's an entirely say, different I, podcast. I, it's the uh, <laughs> if the stormtroopers start doing the electric slide in the in like a holding cell. <laughs> I'm here for it. I would be totally here for that. I'm wondering though if this trio that we get when the one is dead, are they going to be kind of like another mirror for the Bad Batch? Is this going to be like Crosshair's new crew? So we get every episode Crosshair and these guys and the Bad Batch, like that could happen. It'd be really interesting to follow them. I do like that they're the new Bad Batch for the clones. Like all the clones there have got to be like, who the fuck are these guys? They're in like the Bad Batch's old barracks and they're here to take over our jobs. And mm -hmm. so they're, they're on Camino, they get debunked there, but they're most definitely not welcome and they don't belong. So it'll be cool mm -hmm. to kind of see how they become this bad batch who then is going to take over obviously that's true we didn't even really see any of the other clones reactions so far the other clones seem to have acted like nothing is nothing has happened mm -hmm. absolutely nothing is different they're just they're yep. just going to the mess follow orders everything soldiers follow orders it's fine so we also get a theme here of redemption arc i mean love me a redemption arc but is it possible for Crosshair to get one at this point? He's kind of going pretty far off the deep end. Mm -hmm. But Omega keeps reminding us that it's not necessarily his fault. Mm -hmm. So whether or not he's on that track, he looks really sad when the new crew moves into what used to be his brother's barracks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is he being remorseful? Is he just kind of pissed that... These guys are inferior to clones in his eyes. Are the Kaminoans feeding him some subversive data through those enhancement procedures mm -hmm. that'll uh, that'll kind of keep him a little bit less loyal to the Empire when the uh, when the cards are down? 
we don't know. We shall see. Yes. <laughs> and even though the other clones were able to fight off the chips effects, the fight didn't last that long. Like we saw that with Rex in uh, in the last the episodes Wars. of Clone Wars. I think we're starting to see it a little bit with Wrecker now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so. it seems like there's a lag time maybe for the yeah. Bad Batch. And that is alarming. We're going to talk about <laughs> that later. Why we're alarmed by that. Yes. I, the idea, I mean, the redemption arc for the clones is really difficult because it's that added wrinkle of they're partially being controlled. Mm-hmm. So it when, when they're like, oh, so it wasn't Crosshair's fault. And Tech's like, well, it's that really gray area of how do we proceed with even trying these people? Like if there is a war crimes trial for which let's what face it, you there, there, let's face it, there won't be. There's never there a war be. crimes trial. There's no war crimes trials in he's Star Wars. He's either going to escape or he's going to die, guys. Like, <laughs> there's only two options. I mean, usually with that type of thing, though, I feel like the redemption isn't necessarily in the eyes of other people. That redemption is all about forgiving yourself mm-hmm. and being like understanding emotionally as well as intellectually. I didn't have control of myself. Right. But then he's probably thinking like, well, my brothers were able to. Exactly. There's, so there's. You feel bad. And, you feel, oh, I am in fact defective, instead of distinct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's you, fine. Making, making you cry over crosshair. I, mm, I think he's the best character so far. But that's he's a, he's me a pretty great character. No, like tech all the way. I, I mean, I love tech. I love tech. <laughs> I think crosshair is the most compelling character so far. Okay. that we've seen he his is the storyline i'm most interested in mm-hmm. at least maybe because of the redemption arc part maybe because of like the morally gray although he's pretty on the side of the morally bankrupt in this episode <laughs> <laughs> i we're gonna move into our reactions we already kind of have <laughs> favorite moments from this episode i enjoyed the episode a lot really did the camino and crosser plot has my complete attention which might have been a detriment to the Bad Batch portion of the episode because I had to go back and rewatch because I was so interested in the Kaminoans that I really didn't pay as much attention to mm. the Bad Batch part of it. Even though it intercut really nicely, I still was like, wait, go back to Andron or wait, go back to Kamino. I want to see what they're doing. <laughs> I love that Crosser totally engineered that scenario where he could get rid of the troublesome <laughs> elite squad member. He's like, oh, you're going to try and dethrone me? Uh-uh. Bye. Yeah. That worked really well. I really hope that we don't end up with all of the Bad Batch members at varying degrees having their chips activate. Dave Filoni, please no. Well, I, <laughs> I feel like I, I, don't think we're, I don't think we're headed that way just because it's like once they perfect some kind of a scanner or whatever to address one chip, they got to they gotta just go in and do them all. Right. Right. I mean, it's going to be awful because Echo is really the only one, right, who's is just completely kaput from that what we know of tech at this seems point. to say yeah that we that we know of yeah that would be so awful <laughs> god damn it dave filoni <laughs> oh, yeah man, it's fine. all right i like this episode i was uh, i it might be my least favorite of the three we've had so far i mean i said last week you kind of can't even really count episode one in that kind of a comparison so of the two it's i think the lesser and i think it's for the reasons you just said like the the actual bad batch bit i was like all right a little bit spinning our wheels here i was much more interested in what was going on back on camino um but overall it was still really solid 
like it was a great episode like lots of little fun moments with each of the clones again i'm always here for tech like just kind of deadpanning (laughs) and being like guys it's fine life support hasn't failed (laughs) this is more important guys i don't know a crash landing is still a landing people that's right he did look a little (laughs) nervous when he was trying to make that landing i liked that He's like, oh, shit, am I going to be able to do this? This is my fault. Could have used a little more echo this episode, though. He really didn't have much to do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I do love that he's always like, they always are yelling at echo to fix stuff. <laughs> and he's like, tech is right there. <laughs> Nobody's right, yelling but echo, They got to go back and get the medical droid. Echo is effectively yeah. the droid, except he doesn't have chopper sass. That's very true. I do like the gonk droid. I think he's adorable. And how Omega was worried that he was going to get hurt when they were crashing and he went sliding across the floor. <laughs> oh my god, it was so cute. I love it. And more medical droid. Like, please give us every yes. moment with the medical droid. If he <laughs> makes friends with Crosshair, I'm going to be so here for that. I don't think it's going to happen because he I is, think he would Crosshair try and then Crosshair would just device. be a dick. Yeah. It's like the, the reverse, like, chopper effect. <laughs> I would be so here for that. I want it. Okay. Other favorite moments from the episode. I love that Wrecker is too big for everything. It will never get old ever. He's trying to pull down his the freaking crash harness thing. And it's like, ah, I can't do it. Then he hits his head on the side of it. And he's just too big, guys. He's too big for all the normal stuff. Love that Wrecker gave Omega Lula. Nearly cry. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I saw it. In, it I was surprised so that they didn't like call it out. Like Omega didn't pick it up and, and was like, oh my God, Lula. I was surprised they didn't do that. Yes. Bad on record for almost taking her food. <laughs> <laughs> she offered it. Okay. She did offer it, but come on guys. Omega, is, she keeps saying it. She's one of the squads. Like she's on mm-hmm. totally equal footing. Yes. <laughs> Well, and Wrecker is kind of at like an emotional level that she is. She's probably more mature mm-hmm. than Wrecker is. <laughs> it makes sense that he'd be like, oh, cool. My sister wants to share her food. This is great. And poor Hunter's like, no, no. Nobody, you're, no. You're huge. You're fine. Don't take the child's food. <laughs> I'm here for that. Here for the growing dad uncle situation that's happening. Probably my favorite moment, though, was really kind of a quiet moment where Crosshair was sitting in his bunk, which is the only one of the bunks that had no art Mm -hmm. on it, which is also very sad. (laughs) Like, he's the one that is less creative, is less of a personality, and less being a dick as a personality. I I felt bad for him in that moment. It's like, that was something crazy to do after he had just killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Including one of his like, own new oh. teammates. Yeah, including including poor blonde guy. Like, goodbye, blonde guy. We barely knew ye. Mm-hmm. Except that the Republic was mean to you, apparently. <laughs> I will be here for more of those moments, too. Love Yeah, Crosser. definitely. Looking forward to more of those. Uh, for me, this episode, I think my favorite moment was probably just the ending, where they give Omega her room. A nice little callback to the start of the episode, where she says how, like, they don't have space. She comes across kind of crosshairs stuff during things, and everyone's like kind of sad about it because he's not there. I miss and, him. He shot you. Yeah, 
yeah but what didn't he laugh at that he was just like yeah he's like yeah that kind of hurt <laughs> Um, but then she gets her own space and it's her own first room. And as any youngest child like myself will know, the minute you get your own room is just such a big moment and such a happy, happy thing. And I love the moon dragon. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously we love the moon dragon. I mean, we'll get more into that in just a second, but obviously we, <laughs> we love the moon dragon. All right, now it is time to head into our Easter eggs, connections, and callbacks for this episode. But first, we do have to do a quick shout out to our boy, Daniel. It is Daniel's yes. birthday. He is our co-host on yet another Star Wars <laughs> podcast. So we just want to say happy birthday, Daniel. He was supposed to be recording with us tonight, but right as we were getting started, his computer 100% died. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, man. <laughs> Happy birthday, George Lucas, also. <laughs> yes. Not as important as Daniel. No, Sorry, definitely y'all. not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving into the first Easter egg from this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Wrecker's headaches because mm. this could be the fact that he's hitting his head on everything because as Khalid said earlier, he is too big, but it is almost definitely talking about his inhibitor chip. If it is starting to take control a little bit or it is causing problems because it's trying to take control we know crosshairs chip was a little bit more active than the others uh in close clone force 99 but we don't know by how much we don't really know how their mutations are ultimately affecting them in this regard and speaking of one thing i was kind of started wondering does omega have one excellent question I don't think so. She seems to be kind of Nalase's pet project. Hmm. A clone with, like Boba. She's a clone with no... <laughs> with no enhancements, except for the yeah. fact that she is a girl. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they just kind of follow the Jurassic Park rule on that one. Embryos are inherently female. They just, you just don't give them they the one protein. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's interesting. Be like, no, we actually had to make them all male. We just didn't. This one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Next, this fucking guy. Ugh. I'm sure we're going to love him. This is Admiral Rampart. Made his first appearance in the last episode in a brief hologram talking about chain codes, which are apparently part of his project. Great, a bureaucrat. Woo! I'm kind of excited, though, to get a villain that we don't know because we have no history with him. We're not going to be able to predict what he's going to do. Unlike mm-hmm. Tarkin, we pretty much know what Tarkin's He's going to be a to. dick. He's going to be a dick. 100% a dick. With this guy, though, I'm sure he will be. We just don't exactly know how he's going to get there. He's quieter. He's not like Krennic. He's not putting on airs about his position. He's not wearing giant capes. No capes. Although, shouts to Krennic. The cape looked awesome. Yeah, he looks dope in that cape. Right. It's just Capes and cloaks are due for a comeback. I've been saying it for a couple <laughs> years now. I do love a cape. <laughs> just not on fucking Krennic, come on. <laughs> no. Well, speaking of Krennic, speaking of those projects, we get Tarkin's reference to Project War Mantle, which does seem to be part of the Tarkin Initiative, which was a secret Imperial think tank originated during the Republic era um, and is responsible for such projects as both Death Stars. In this case, uh, it is likely part of the Imperial plan to generally phase out the clones and replace them with stormtroopers. 
here we get these first four recruits. Uh, they get that black armor that's very similar to the Death Trooper armor that we see in Rogue One. Also, the Stormtroopers with the best aim. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about these guys, you know, you mentioned they kind of might serve as a dark reflection on the Bad Batch characters as we go forward. Not really sure on that one. Uh, but already, we don't get names for any of these guys. Mm. All we get is for the one of them, ESO1, so we can assume that the others are up through ESO4. Uh, so already, they are being labeled by number, not name, which is a classic Stormtrooper thing, and a direct contrast, actually, to the clones during the Clone Wars, who asserted their individuality, Gave, each, gave themselves names and were actually trying to highlight their differences or make themselves individuals. Whereas these guys seem pretty okay to just roll with it. Yep. Mm -mm. They're good. They're good to follow some orders. Well, and if they don't, they're going to die. So. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, the one who does follow orders will shoot you. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he's really good aim, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at... <laughs> I love them all. Next, we have the Ordo Moon Dragon. Even the Great Dragon, you love the. I mean, I love a monster. It's like, <laughs> it's like the Tremors Worm. I'm here for it. I'm here for the graboid of Star Wars. <laughs> That's perfect. The first time we see the Ordo Moon Dragon is in this episode. But Star Wars is no stranger to dragons, obviously from our photos of the dragons. Mm -hmm. Any chance this guy's related to a Great Dragon? Maybe from Tatooine. But he does like he digging through the like world. Boga. He looks like Boga. <laughs> uh, from Revenge of the Sith, the Varactyl, Obi Wan's buddy. She's amazing. I really like the Moon Dragon. Moon Dragon's just trying to have a snack, y'all. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hurt anybody. Just and I mean, if you're not used to machinery being around that much, got to figure that it's a that it's a treat to actually get some real power cells. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole buffet. The <laughs> ship just chilling right there. Very Minoc situation yeah. like Minoc inside the asteroid monster worm thing mm -hmm. when it scratched down onto the window Omega's like ah <laughs> like this is perfect I love everything about it <laughs> so I gotta say I think maybe one of the reasons during this episode that I was a little I don't want to say let down but I wasn't like all in on the Bad Batch arc is because I kept thinking to myself like are we gonna get ice spiders here <laughs> you know, we, we talked last week about how the episode had some very, very similar beats to the Mandalorian episode, The Sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And this one just seemed like really, really similar to the episode, The Passenger, where they crash land on the ice planet. They get attacked by the giant spiders and have to escape the barely able to fly ship. Although admittedly in this one, we do not get a nice little uh, hot tub in the middle of the ice cave. Right there, guys. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it does worry me like just a little bit. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm still here for it. I still had fun with this episode. But if we're just going to like repeat Mandalorian episodes, can we just speed up Mando season three? <laughs> yes, please. Please give it to us now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And lastly, we are going to move into our predictions or our questions for upcoming episodes. So to me, next week is episode four. So it'll be officially about quarter of the way through the season. I think we're going to get our first look at Fennec next week. I think that would be a really good like quarter way through the season 
deal to lead us into that kind of mid-season finale type type thing. I'm also trying to temper my expectations. One thing that I'm like starting to settle into here is the fact that we are getting 16 episodes of this. This isn't like an eight episode season of Mandalorian where the plot has to move forward. We can just sit with things for a little bit. Yep. Um, But I definitely think the Bad Batch is in need of supplies. They need some spare parts. They need some cash probably. So if Fennec is already in the Bounty Hunter game at this point in time, I mean, we're a solid, what, 30 years before we actually meet her in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So it would be a long time to survive as a bounty hunter if that's the case, but she is very good at what she does. Mm-hmm. Well, she's just like a mercenary too, I guess. Huh? Yeah, so it would be a good way for them to, to earn some cash. My biggest question coming out of this episode, though, is obviously at the end. Lamasu and Nalase are talking about this experiment and how they need this clone to come back but it's from a batch that are not going to come back willingly. Who exactly are they talking about? Because I feel like if they were talking about the Bad Batch themselves, number one, they have one sitting right there. They have Crosshair. So are they talking about specifically Omega? But if they're talking about Omega, are there other Omegas out there? Are there other female clones, Force-sensitive force mm-hmm. clones? Like, what is what is it? It's I also like the just wives they left. <laughs> We're trying to find the female clones. Like I also I just saw this theory. Um, someone posted it on Facebook, and I really really like it. The fact that her name is Omega, is she part of a batch of clones that are in fact good at everything? Like, can she track just like Hunter? Is she as smart as Tech and actually as strong as Wrecker? That would be really cool. Would be really I cool, mean... and I'll also say it if she can. It's because she's a she. <laughs> There we go. Ladies unite. But that or, would be cool if she was Omega and then there's an Alpha and a Beta and a yeah, different other. If there are different ones there. of those. The other the other kind of very dark place my brain went with this is it are they looking for their batch of female clones? Because if you're looking to produce a new line of clones, obviously the the women would have eggs to harvest. Yep. And produce more Baby genetic factories. material. And just become baby factories and omega is a child and that freaks me the fuck out if they go yeah, that, that way <laughs> very scary that um, is that is like oh camino is mm. taking away body autonomy no 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 no, no, no. even if they are your property no <laughs> follow a question actually though that i had um as a result kind of of thinking about this i've never got quite gotten a clear answer on this for the bad batch 99s were they defective and then the Kaminoans managed to kind of take advantage of their abnormalities or were they engineered to have those abnormalities from the start? Indeed. As they're like, oh no, there are some abnormal clones. What will we do? We didn't do this. <laughs> or did we? Or did they? <laughs> That's like, a good I, question. I would like us to get an actual answer to that question mm-hmm. by the end of the season. Be, yeah. I mean... They could have produced 99 and maybe he was an accident. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, there can be apparent issues with the DNA. Maybe we should fiddle around with it and see what we can come up with. Could be. Like, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. It branched from 99. Poor 99. Oh, all right. But if he's the keto at all, he's the one they need to come back. But they can't because oh, he died. They can't. He died. 
poor guy. Yay, we're reminding everyone of that horrible, <laughs> horrible moment from the Clone Wars. Daniel's not even here to make cry. This is just unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, for mine, I think I think we might see Saw again. I'm not sure if we will, but if we do, I think we're maybe gonna get his it's time to lose my damn mind moment. I think we're gonna see him finally lose it and get radicalized here instead of helping people because that is what he was doing in the beginning here. He was helping refugees. He was helping gather together Republic soldiers. But now mm, they just got freaking crispy fried. No, I think Saw's totally gonna lose his mind here. We maybe get to see him meet up or team up with the Lasat that Callus was afraid of. Mm. That could be interesting. That could if we be got very that interesting. Start of that relationship. I mean, mm, I hope we get more of the Kaminoans though. Their machinations, them mm-hmm. trying to survive basically and be relevant. I want to know if Nalase actually cares about Omega. I'm guessing no. I'm guessing that's no. <laughs> but it would be interesting if that was like the only thing she really cared about. Was <laughs> like Omega, just like. Yes, I totally let Omega go because of our master plan. Oh no, I actually kind of like her. <laughs> It'd be cool. I think we're going to get the Kamilowins wiped out by the end of the series. Maybe not the end of the season if they're going to do multiple seasons of the show, but at the end, I think the Kamilowins in one I, way yeah, I think are they're, going to be wiped out. I think they're going to be gone. I think they're going to get killed by their own clones. Yeah. That would be just fucking just desserts. Be like, you're our property though. That's and they're like, Order sixty-seven. Bye, bye, guys. Maybe it's Sorry. order ninety-nine. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> Palpatine doesn't like to share power, guys. Are you messing around with the Force? Are you messing around with creating more of an army? And mm. so we've got a lot, <laughs> a lot yeah. to think on for the upcoming episodes. I did not expect the Kaminoans to be as big a part of this show. Mm-mm. as they're obviously turning out to be like i had no idea we we saw them in attack of the clones and we're like who are these weird aliens <laughs> with the ladle chairs that flow love so much so it'll be really cool to see how that kind of storyline progresses i just hope that the bad batch arcs can keep up with that yeah and be as interesting as the kind of political things that are going on in the background but I think that's what we're going to wrap today. That's it for the Bad Batch for us. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Duncan is here. Hey, Doug. And leave us those five-star or five-paw reviews <laughs> from the Lothat. Check out our website at bohemianstudies.com where you can catch all of our episodes. Enjoy my book corner where I'm reviewing Star Wars literature. And of course, contact us through email and social media. As always, keep telling other nerdy nights to join us. That really does help. You can also head to ForgottenEntertainment.com to check out all of the offerings from the Forgotten Entertainment family, including yet another Star Wars podcast, where we are rewatching the films in the Star Wars canon with our co-host, Daniel. Happy birthday once again, Daniel. Yeah, happy birthday, man. next time, capacitors up, out of the dragon's mouth, and keep those episodes streaming. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye, Doc.